welcome to the Take Care Sis podcast with me, Key, and Kiki. Join two friends for a conversation around self-care in real life. We'll talk about anything on the spectrum from bubble baths to setting boundaries to managing friendships and more. As your sisters, we also just want to provide a weekly check-in. You know, like big sis asking little sis, sis, you good? So come on in, sis. Let's talk about how we can take better care of ourselves. Hey, Key. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's up with the sing-songy? I don't feel good, so I'm currently trying to fake it as much as I can make it. Well, Mm -hmm. we're both in the same boat, so here we are. Because my pelvis feels like somebody has put five of their children on it, and they're just stomping. That is not what I feel at all. (laughs) Well, two different pains probably for the same cause yeah it's the same cause but i have a migraine feel slightly nauseous mm. and somebody's sitting on my pelvis i feel like someone's taking mine and grabbing it like this and kind of tucking it? and pulling it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm yeah, sorry so. okay it's all right well yeah i'm trying not to look like i feel <laughs> Wearing my new lip gloss today, y'all. Y'all give her some compliments down in the comments. Listen, I really like it. I was seeing the commercial on TV. It's a, I don't even know the brand. But anyway, so I ordered it on Target so I don't have to go in there and fight people. Because every time I go to Target and look for like, when I go to Target to look specifically for makeup, if I'm looking for something specific, I never find it. So I just order it. It's Maybelline. Yeah. So there we go. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you found you a new one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How was your week? Um, it's absolutely been a week. Um, for me, it is the first of the month. For accountants, it is time to reconcile everything. But on top of that, our fiscal year end is here, so we have to do everything like twice. And I'm not happy. But um, and then on top of that, our system was just like messing up all last week. One person folders are missing. Then once their folders are back, my folders are missing. And then once my folders are back, theirs are missing again. And then it just goes and alternates all around the room. And we're all just sitting there like, how are we supposed to work when we cannot access any folders? (laughs) So it's been a fun week. That's very sarcastic, but it's been a fun week. And then I got to go back and do it again tomorrow. And I'm even more mad because they took away our full Easter holiday. What do you mean? So 
last year we had a full day, like a full Friday. And most of the time they'll let us take either Friday or Monday off. Our choice doesn't matter. So this year they changed it and gave us a half day, but gave us another holiday, like later in the year. And I'm just like, what are we supposed to do with a half day? And it makes it harder for me to want to take it on Monday because like, to me, it's a tease to get an afternoon off and still got to go <laughs> the next day. Wait, so you're off tomorrow? No, I was day. off Friday. Half day Friday. Okay, I don't understand how that affects your Monday, but especially considering you had Saturday and Sunday off. No, what I'm saying is if we had the option to either use Friday or Monday, we only have a half day, so that means either I'm going in at 12 on Monday or I'm taking the afternoon off, but it's actually a tease because I still got to go in on Tuesday. Doesn't make sense. Like, I would rather just have the full day if I, were able, if I was able to take Friday full or Monday full and just come in on Tuesday. That's just my, my thought process. But anyway, how was your week? Um, it was cool. We are, I attended my first health fair of the year. So tis the season. I will we'll be busy from here on out <laughs> until the fall sometime. So <laughs> <clears throat> sounds fun. I mean, the, the actual health fair is fun. Um, it's the fact that there's still other work that happens outside of the health fair. Um, so, you know, you got to come back to work and put out fires and because that type of stuff, like that's, mm-hmm. yeah. If my job was just going to health fairs, cool. But nah, I got a whole check in with people, work on people's budgets, all that other stuff. So. Okay. I do love what I do though. Like, the health fair I was at North Carolina Central they had a health fair for their students so it was like a blood drive <clears throat> which y'all is really really important because you know black Americans make up I'm not gonna throw out numbers because I'm gonna give you a whole bunch today but black Americans make up a high percentage of people who need blood and organs but we actually donate and give a very small percentage. So that leaves a gap of people who aren't going to be able to get the necessary blood and organs that they need when it's time. So I do want to encourage y'all to be donor. Okay. Donors is real tricky, but especially you should give blood. And, you know, if you have family members that have kidney disease or liver or whatever, whatever, I do want you to consider at least having um, the test run so that you know that you are a viable match so that you can potentially help your family members at least at minimum. But yeah, we got to pay attention to our communities because if we don't know more. That's true. That is true. So, um, episode recap last week, um, we all gave you tips on how to stay empowered in health literacy. Going back to what I just said, um, you know, being informed on your rights as a patient and advocate and or, you know, the things that you need to do to advocate for yourself and your health. 
that was it. So if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen. It's there for you to listen. You'll get a lot of information that you need. Yep. All right. Hmm? Okay. Yes. Yes, For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture, we're going to get into some topics. Hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> All right, so what's on our photo culture, sis? All of a sudden, the world cares about women's basketball. <clears throat> Don't they, though? No one seemed to care. They can't get paid. They can't get scholarships. No one watches them. But all of a sudden, the final four, everybody's talking about Angel Reese doing the John Cena to Caitlyn. I don't remember Caitlyn's last name, Connor, maybe. But either way, it was some, um, it was what athletes do. They trash talk. Mm-hmm. And Caitlyn had done all this trash talking all year. Mm hmm. Because her teammates have said it. She's done the trash talking all year. And one of her favorite things to do was when they were ahead or when they were winning or when she felt like she was superior to somebody. Caitlin did the John Cena, you can't see me, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward. LSU starts winning over Ohio State. And John, um, I'm sorry, let's rewind one more time. So Caitlin had done it to somebody on the South Carolina team and she got in the girl's face. And as a matter of fact, not only did she like do this to the girl at one Mm -hmm. point, the girl was at the top of the key and Caitlin dismissed her and was like, you're not even good enough for me to guard. (laughs) Okay. Now that's like trash talking. Like it is what it is. Right. Right. Fast forward to the final game, the championship game. When Angel did that to Caitlyn, the internet broke. I mean, just internet broke. Um, And Angel was called all sorts of classless, idiot, um, ghetto, hood rat, Mm -hmm. you name it. Um, And it was just a weird juxtaposition to see people, even Black Black people, because I had a nice little conversation um, debate with a black man who oh, told God. me here in 2023 that we, um, he teaches his kids, his his daughters, because he's raising daughters, but he teaches them that don't matter what the white people do, they're supposed to be better and not be classless. Meanwhile, the MVP, or I don't know if she was actually the MVP, but <clears throat> there's, I don't want to mess up this baby name, but her name is Flage, I think, mm-hmm. Johnson. Okay. Meanwhile, Flage Johnson is a spectacular athlete. She was, I think, MVP for LSU, but more important, no, she got freshman of the year because she's just that. She's a freshman, won the um, championship her freshman year, but sis is a rapper and just signed a deal with Puma. So she has now a shoe deal. I don't know if she's got a record contract or a singing deal, which would be 
if she didn't, I wouldn't be mad because she's a freshman in college and I really want sis to get her education. Mm-hmm. But so rapper, singer, or artist, musical artist. Now she has a shoe deal with Puma. I'm here for it, sis. And she wraps her up. Um, I think she's from... I won't lie to y'all where she's from. But anyway, wherever she's from, she's experienced a lot of violence early in life. Her father was killed when she was in utero. But her father was a rapper. I don't know how famous he was. I've never heard of him. But mm-hmm. I'm also... She, that southern Mississippi, Alabama-ish area. I'm not familiar with that type of rap or those rappers there. So, mm-hmm. but anyway... So that was the more important thing. Everybody kind of overshadowed, talking about Angel Reese, they overshadowed the fact that this all girls, I'm sorry, all black women's team um, just took the championship and did the thing. More importantly, what nobody wanted to talk about, but I did, is why their coach dresses so horribly. Those are things we should have talked about. But instead, we talked about Angel Reese and her (laughs) not... John, <laughs> I mean, we could have had much better conversations about the coach's outfit because what was that that she wore on the championship game? <laughs> See, I didn't even really watch it, so I just heard about the whole incident that happened, even though they were both doing it. <sighs> this week, <clears throat> so y'all know, like two weeks ago. It's been a month, maybe. Um, Black China, also, or Angela Renee White, formerly known as Black China. Um, I think her OnlyFans is actually still up. She's just not going to be doing any more porn because she mm-hmm. found the Lord. And listen, I'm all happy for her finding the Lord. Like, praise her. But apparently this week, she posts a diploma on her Instagram and says she got a doctorate degree i thought it was a um i thought it was actually like a doctorate in like theology or something not actual it's not no Mm -mm. what is it then Is it honorary? What's what's going on? I really didn't. Th- I really didn't go too much into the story because you know there are so many debate over. Well, not debate. There was so much praise over her changing her life, and I mean, I'm happy for. Her. I'm happy she got herself together, got her some, you know, got her spiritual journey, you know, going. But like, what's 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 her degree in? Please tell me. I don't know. The the actual degree says doctorate of liberal arts. The problem is she went to a seminary. Seminaries don't often offer liberal arts. Hmm. Because it's a seminary. Had she went to it, so the school is like biblical theology. It's like Sacramento something something biblical and theological theological seminary, right? Mm-hmm. Seminaries typically only offer divinity and theology degrees. That's it. Well, that's what that's so, what I guess I was thinking if she went to the school, and maybe that's what I read was like it was a theology degree. But if it says liberal arts and they don't offer that, then what is it? And that's where the rest of us are. Um, and it was just interesting to see 
people on the internet because everybody's so proud of her, which don't get me wrong. Like I'm proud of the girl getting her life together. But what I don't want is for her to be taken advantage of by some dude that created a college that is certified through a organization that he also created. He also has a doctorate degree from said college. This is sounding awful 45-ish, you know, with the with the fake university that he had. Um, so I just, I don't like to see people getting taken advantage of, especially in this particular space. Mm-hmm. So give you a little bit of context and background. I used to work at a Bible college. I was a registrar, as a matter of fact. And there's a big difference between, um, like some uh, uh, denominations and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. want to educate their own leaders and that's right. fine and good. They typically even have schools and stuff like that. But that's where things get difficult because when you have your, you when you've created your own school curriculum and so on and so forth, you now <clears throat> are competing with other people who get degrees and so on and so forth, also fine. But those two degrees don't always equal the same. Um, and I'm going to say this strictly from a time and energy basis. Okay, and resources, right? Because mm-hmm. if you get a master's degree and you paid several thousand for a master's degree because you've gone to school five, six years, as opposed to somebody that went to school or took the classes at the church and now they have a whole degree and they took six weeks of classes versus six years, that degree is not the same. And so that's what I'm saying about Black China. Um, she may very well believe that she got a doctorate degree and who am I to tell her different except for the fact that that doctorate is not the same thing that my friends with PhDs have. And that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to leave it. (laughs) I mean, I agree. I just hope that she has that clarity before she goes flashing everywhere and trying to get some kind of position of some sort. Right. 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 Um, I just hope she didn't get swindled. That's and I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, in in darker news, Ford forty three year old Cash App CEO Bob Lee was a victim of a fatal stabbing this past Wednesday. Um, that's pretty tragic. <clears throat> and if you listen to the people who, um, I'm just gonna say the people because you know. Everyone's a conspiracy theorist these days and just call them the people. So the people have been talking about, oh, what a coincidence that he died. I haven't found this train that they're on. And apparently, as they tell me, I don't see the light and I just don't know. And so maybe I'm going to stay over here in the dark and be naive because I don't quite connect all these dots that they've connected. But I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) I do know that he was... (laughs) fatally stabbed on Wednesday, which is, it's, it's hella odd um, because we don't do too many stabbings here in the U.S., um, not fatally like that. When he got stabbed in Sacramento, which is also, you don't hear about a lot of violence in Sacramento. Um, and apparently he was stabbed like close to his house or something like that. So more to follow on that one. Um, but ironically, um, as cash out, Cash Up isn't going anywhere. As a matter of fact, I've seen the most Cash Up commercials this week, and I'm pretty sure that's their company trying to show that everything's going to be okay. But Cash Up is going to be fine. 
Meanwhile, <clears throat> and I need everybody to know that this started last year because everybody has the conspiracy theorists have pinned this on the feds, and I'm just like, what? Um, anyway, last year, President Biden put out an executive order and said, hey, we need to look into stuff like Bitcoin because who's regulating it? What's happening? Where the money coming from? So on and so forth. Those are valid questions. Mm -hmm. Valid questions. So he did that last year. Um, but let me just say, Fed now, um, that's what it's called. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fed now is going to be like the federal version of Cash App. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's going to be the federal version of Cash App. So you're going to be able to make your payments and stuff like that. So listen, what this is going to do, y'all, is there ain't going to be no more late payments to the IRS, your child support, none of that, because you're going to be able to go through this little site. And yeah, um, to me, it's detrimental because um, what I noticed in 2020 or what I've been saying since 2020 is this is kind of, it's not an attack, but it's an attack on poor people, poor people mm -hmm. who, poor people or people with bad credit who don't have a vital bank accounts, right. don't have option to use some of these uh digital things because mm -hmm. they don't have the proper banking um hopefully this will be a, a great alternative um i found out more about cash app uh and you can do a lot of banking and i don't think they do the credit checks and all that other stuff so i'm hoping that fed now will do it but fed now is going to actually pay all your federal payments so there ain't gonna be no more um, i was me me just me i was thinking like who would really want to use fed now <clears throat> i mean people who do Federal. want to make that or government institutions again think about child support right and right now child support does the thing where i think it, some people may get it automatically drafted but what if i have to I have to physically make a child support payment i'm not going to be able to do it digitally through this um, IRS payments again. Um, and that also should mean that we get our refund, run refund checks faster. Uh, cause it's just this digital little thing right now. So this is, this is where I'm thinking. I am not in the banking industry. This is not something that I am well versed on. So I don't exactly know, but I do know that the federal government, you know, if everybody, if everybody else playing in it, they're going to want to play too. <laughs> I think, uh, all these conspiracy theorists are not going to be using this. <laughs> that's what I was that's what I was getting to was like they're not going to want to use this they don't want the feds in their business <laughs> now, I've heard that often now you know now and because cash app you, you got to report it to the feds and so that's exactly what y'all think the feds don't know what your money is because if anybody uses anything insured by the FDIC, the feds know how much money you got in your bank account right now. They just have no reason to go look for it. Because you ain't out here committing no crimes, are you? Um, <laughs> the feds know a lot more about us than we think that they do. So I'm just <clears throat> keep trying to live life on the right side because they, they want to know. Listen, you get paid from an employer who has to report this yeah. 
every how often you get paid. The feds know what I make. The feds know how much money I got. They might not know how much money I spent on par- paraphernalia, but they know how much money I got. Unless they're getting paid under the table. <laughs> That's just a whole other conversation. This is what I thought about when I said Fed now. When I saw Fed now, I was like, oh, these people ain't going to, they not going to want to use this. They're not, but I don't think it's going to be a, I don't think this is going to be a consumer pushed um thing. Yeah. I think it's really business. a business push thing. Because this is also going to put you in good standing with the government if you're a business. Because I'm pretty sure everything is now strength, going to be streamlined. Also, this doesn't roll out until July. So y'all got a few more months to engage and be mad. And to engage in whatever activities that don't require it and or be mad. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> um, Tennessee is on fire. Mm-hmm. At the state house. It's just, it's a hot flaming mess over in Tennessee. Two of the youngest, and they just also happen to be black. Um, two of the three, two of the three black legislators in the Capitol have been voted, voted out. Mm-hmm. Justin Jones, that represents Nashville, and Justin Pearson, that represents a portion of Nashville. Excuse me, and Justin Pearson, that represents a portion of Memphis. Maybe the whole thing. I'm not quite sure. But they were two of the three black legislators um, in office. They were three legislators who were protesting because these three legislators also have heavily Democratic, of course, districts, but um, and heavily black districts. But they were they participated in a protest that was actually led by students and teachers after this most recent school shooting. And they were a part of the protest because people from their district were there. Y'all know it happened in Nashville. It happened actually in Justin Jones's district. So he was protesting, rightfully so, right? Well, so early last week, they turned off their mind. They wanted to come on the floor and actually speak about the violence and be like, look, we need to do something. They was like, nope. They turned off their mics. They restricted their access that week, so on and so forth. Meanwhile, as the week went on, the legislator in its entirety took a vote against those three. The third is a white woman who's, she was spared. She still got her job. But the other mm-hmm. two were kicked out. And this is very much unprecedented. And Or I think it happened like in 18-something or another. It happened a long time ago. Um but it's bad optics. I don't even need to discuss it, really. It's real bad optics. Um, what I will encourage you to do is, if you don't already follow or get like a newsletter or whatever from your personal representatives, I want you to see where they stand on this issue and be vigilant, be alert. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Finally, um, this is super important. And the oddest piece of history that I feel like I'm nope I'm not even gonna say I might have in my lifetime because every day it gets weirder and something else but our 45th president was indicted last week on felony charges 34 felony charges so he was indicted and taken into custody 34 34 mm-hmm. 
These charges all kind of range or all kind of surround various and multiple schemes of him providing hush money to people that were covering up his nefarious acts that would have basically they could have potentially changed the outcourse of the 2016 election because they were hiding his dirt. And the problem is, you know, a lot of people just like, well, is that illegal? It's illegal when you use your business money to do so. Hmm. And it's even more illegal when you continue to do so when you're in the White House. (laughs) Not that it's surprising at all. Yeah. So a lot of people, especially his fans, are just like, that's nothing those are those aren't even real issues but actually they are they are the law and he did break them or there's evidence to suggest that he have may have broken them let me be right in my words there's evidence to suggest that he may have broken those laws and people are just kind of brushing them under the rugs they're just like so what he gave one of the counts because this is pretty public knowledge but one of the counts is that he paid off stormy daniels for an affair that they had in 2016 Hmm. When I tell you that Melania is a mm. so anyway, him and Stormy had an affair, and maybe it wasn't 2016, maybe it was, but anyway, he paid off. I know he paid her off in 2016. <coughs> um. So yeah, people are just like, oh, that's not illegal. Actually, it is. Um, or. Again, I think the thing is the fact that he paid her with the business money. So that's mm-hmm. what becomes illegal. And then while he has 34 of those, what seemingly come off as minor offenses, they're all felonies. Um, but each one of them has a maximum sentence of like four years. But if you multiply four times 34, that man ain't going to live that long. <laughs> How old is Trump? He's up there, ain't he? <laughs> Sounds about right. (laughs) He was, I think Trump is older than Biden. Really? I think Biden, yeah, I think Biden's 78 and Trump is 80. Wow. 76. I think there's like a two year difference between them, but either way, they are septuagenarians, maybe even octogenarians. Um, Why are our leaders so old? They've always been. We just now we're just putting light on it because I mean, this is why the country's been effed up for so long. <laughs> Cause the the way the thinking of the leaders is still in seventeen eighty hundred. <laughs> no, it's weird because like <clears throat> we check on our mamas, be like mama. What you been up to? Mama, what you doing? Why well, ain't heard from you? My mom is 60. But if I can't trust my mom to do internet baking, I'm going to trust the 80-year-old to run the country? No. Why? This doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Girl, you um, know how much we got to check them because stuff changes every day. I'm going to okay. be like, um, can you show me how to do this? Because... <laughs> Um, But the question that a lot of people have had is, can this man still run for president? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. 
the answer is yes. There's no precedence because this shit has never happened before, but there's no precedent. So that means there's no law against um, someone being a convicted felon mm-hmm. and running for president. Now, as a convicted felon, you can't own a gun, but you can run for president. Anyway, so that's crazy because they can't even vote. You let somebody run for president, they can't even vote. Also, that depends on the state. I know in the state of North Carolina, in the state of North Carolina, convicted felons can vote if they owe no uh, fines, fees, or restitution. I'm actually glad that that is the uh that they can vote i'm just saying for the sake of the argument like for the sake of the argument for the sake yeah, of the I argument because that. nobody likes 45 well we don't like 45 um and i don't want him to run for president but like you know i do want convicted felons if they're out and they've done their time have your right because you know it's already a, a struggle to get any kind of rights for marginalized people in the first place um but yeah that was just for the sake of the argument that's it (laughs) so i know for sure having been indicted he can run um i i'm gonna check on that i'm gonna check on that to make sure that as a convicted felon but i do believe the last thing that i saw on it there's no precedent set so no i don't believe that there's a law against it Mm -hmm. so he can still run for president the problem is and the only where this would get difficult and ugly at all is if he gets sentenced and if he gets sentenced to jail and has to actually do time in jail, not, you know, house arrest at his house in Margo Largo and not community service. If he actually has to do time in jail, then he can't serve as our president, but he can get elected. Then I don't know what happens. His VP runs the, runs the Oval. I don't, I don't know, but um, I know that he will still run. And I will tell you that all his followers have been very vocal that, all this does, him getting arrested, is make them want to vote for him even more. <laughs> I'm sure. That's it. That's all I got for, for the culture. Okay. We need your theme song right here, girl. So I've been thinking about my theme song. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get it together. But um, my theme song, I've really been heavily leaning towards the melody of the Three's Company theme song. <laughs> so, you know, come on in, sis. Let's talk about it. We gotta get into this topic. <laughs> I don't know why this just stuck in my head. It might not be the best one, but it might stick for a few weeks. We're going to see y'all. Come on up my door. I know some people, look, I know some people probably real young might be listening to this, don't know what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, there's a there's your theme song, sis. I hope you liked it. I'm gonna go on to the topic, right? 
Um, <clears throat> listen, the month of April, we see many national and international observances. For example, National, national Minority Health Month. We talked about that last week. Um, there's a National Volunteer Month. Hmm. Um, but it is also Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month. So this is our trigger warning that we're putting out now. Trigger warning. We are going to talk about sexual assault, sexual violence. Um, so be warned. Um, but this is something that I actually would love for you guys to bring your male partners, um, bring your kids in to talk about this one. I'm going to try not to cuss so much. Um, this is going to be a family conversation because everybody needs to hear these the things that we're going to say today, okay? <clears throat> but, so, it's a little bit, um, you know, not going to be as upbeat as we normally are, but it's a very important topic. We told y'all we were bringing y'all self-care in real life, so here we go. Sexual assault is any type of sexual activity or contact that you do not consent to. Sexual assault can happen through physical force or threats of force, or if the attacker gave the victim drugs or alcohol as part of the assault. Sexual assault includes rape and sexual coercion. It can include non-contact activities, such as someone flashing you, exposing themselves, or forcing you to look at sexual images. So I do believe that we can point out in our very recent past <clears throat> incidences of all of those that have happened and become popular in the media. All right. That's our definition. We're going to go into some stats and some facts. going to give y'all some facts. Over half of women and almost one in three men have experienced sexual violence involving physical contact during their lifetimes. One in four women and about one in 26 men have experienced completed or attempted rape. And one in nine men were made to penetrate someone during his lifetime. Additionally, one in three women and about one in nine men experience sexual harassment in a public place. <clears throat> More than four in five female rape survivors reported that they were first raped before age 25. And almost half were first raped as a minor. That means before age 18. Nearly 8 in 10 male rape survivors reported that they were made to penetrate someone before age 25, and about 4 in 10 were first made to penetrate someone as a minor. That means someone is telling them to penetrate someone. So mm -hmm. I don't need to explain that because we're going to have kids in the room. Right. Mom, that makes me... That makes me think about, you know, I don't know if you remember when Boozy was talking about his son and making it seem like it was okay to do what he did to his son. And I know a lot of people, nephew. his nephew, that's who it was. Um, and I know a lot of people look at it like nothing was wrong with that, but that's exactly what we're talking about when we said people were made to penetrate uh, or men were made to penetrate without their consent. I just wanted to throw that in there because that's what I thought when I said it and then you repeated it again. And for all y'all out there that think that's okay, no. 
not okay. From 2009 to 2013, Child Protective Services agencies substantiated or found strong evidence to indicate that 63,000 children a year were victims of sexual abuse. That, that's heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. Um, and a majority of child victims are 12 to 17. Of victims under the age of 18, 34% of these victims of sexual assault and rape are under the age of 12. And 66% of victims of sexual assault and rape are age 12 to 17. This is ridiculous. Yeah, my nieces and nephews are this age. Mm -hmm. So I believe anytime somebody be like, Kia, can you watch? Absolutely. Absolutely. Then I, I'll watch them. Yeah. Because we need that. This is crazy. So according to the RAIN network, RAIN is Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. So according to the RAIN network, in any given year, 80,600 inmates are sexually assaulted or raped inmates Mm -hmm. in the military 1800 wait i'm sorry 18,900 experienced unwanted sexual contact and please be mindful that these numbers that we're telling you are people are reported incidences right 55% of sexual assault occurs near the victim's home 55% 15% of sexual assault occurs in a public place. 12% occurs at or near a relative's home. 10% occurs in an enclosed public area such as a parking garage. Finally, 8% occurs on school grounds. That number's a little too high for me. All of them. Just too high for me. I mean, all of them. I understand. Eight percent on school grounds. Right. Okay. College campus statistics. So one in five women in college experiences sexual assault. Studies show that students are at the highest risk of sexual assault in the first few months of their first and second semesters in college. And women who identify as lesbian, bisexual, or gay are more likely to experience sexual assault on college campuses than heterosexual women. That is interesting. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that going forward. What was the survivor doing at the time that the crime occurred, you said? 48% were sleeping or performing another activity at their homes. Because remember, 55% of sexual assault occurs near the victim's home. So 48% were sleeping or maybe cleaning the house. 29% were traveling to and from work or school or traveling to shop or run errands. Just going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. See why I like to um, Instacart. No, I'm just up your groceries. That's it. Um, 12% are working, 
7% were attending school and 5% were doing an unknown or other activity. So that would mean like running. That would mean like just gallivanting in the park. Um, that, that number, which seems a whole lot, like we often hear about women being assaulted in, in parks and stuff like that, but that number is only 5%. You are more likely to be assaulted in your house doing dishes than running in a park. So, um, 44% of lesbian women have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. 44%. While 26% of gay men have as well. That number increases to 37% if you were bisexual. I don't know why. I just know the statistic is here. (laughs) Just wrote it down. Bisexual women, trans women, and women of color experience violence at or experience higher risks for violence. Um, 70% of the LGBTQIA plus members of the community have been sexually harassed at work. And 66% were afraid to tell their employer for fear of being outed. That I can see. Um, the risk of sexual violence has also increased for trans people. of transgender people have been sexually assaulted at least once in their life. Transgender victims of sex trafficking were more likely to be criminalized by law enforcement than offered victim services. These rates are even higher for trans people of color and those who have done sex work, been homeless, or have or had a disability. 53% of trans individuals have been harassed in a public place like a bathroom and y'all nine... remember that bill go ahead that, that bathroom bill in north carolina where we were trying yeah. to protect our babies but the reality is 50 percent of trans individuals themselves are actually being harassed in the bathroom because y'all mm-hmm. and i mean it's easy to think about that because so many people are transphobic. So, like, you got a trans uh, trans woman who is, like, still going into a men's bathroom. And, you know, like, I just, anyway, moving on. I love a unisex. I love where it's, mi- <clears throat> this weekend, I went, to, I went somewhere this weekend. Literally, you go into the bathroom. And they have this the big the bigger stalls. Mm-hmm. There was a toilet and a urinal. Anybody can use it. Right. I love those. I get it. You end up having less bathrooms in your space. Mm-hmm. Less people can use the bathroom at a time. But one thing that people don't think about is those bigger bathrooms are also more efficient for parents. You right, hear right. all the time. You hear all the time, especially dads who are caretakers or dads that take their kids out or whatever, there's there's typically no changing table in a straight men's room. So they don't have any place to change their babies. So when you make these unis family bathrooms, everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. And I can change stockings if I need to, because that's what I was going to (laughs) do. You're right. And then nine out of 10 sexual assault victims are female. 
women and racial and ethnic minority groups experience a higher burden of sexual violence. For example, two in five non-Hispanic American Indian or Alaskan Native and non-Hispanic multiracial women are raped in their lifetime. Two in five. Remember, it was like one in four. Now it's two in five. Right. So, which leads us to our next topic of conversation, the disproportioned realities in the Black community. And we're mentioning the Black community specifically because Kiki and I are cis, Black, heterosexual women. So we're going to keep the conversation focused around us too, because we can talk about our lived experience. Mm-hmm. So, for every Black woman who reports rape, at least 15 Black women do not report. And one in four Black girls will be sexually abused before the age of 18. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one in five Black women are survivors of rape. Thirty-five percent of Black women experience some for- form of con- some form of contact sexual violence during their lifetime. Thirty-five percent. Forty to sixty percent of Black women report being subject subjected to coercive sexual contact by the age of eighteen. And 17% of Black women experience sexual violence other than rape by an intimate partner during their lifetime. That means that they, it wasn't consensual. And realize consent is my, I'm thinking clearly, I'm not wasted, I'm not tipsy, I'm not high, I'm thinking clearly, and I give you the consent from start to finish, I'm comfortable. That is consent. It's not that we went out to dinner and I seemed with it at dinner, but then I got home and changed my mind, but you still feel like, oh, but she was with it. She said at dinner, that's not consent. Right. Um, you talking to a woman, talking to a woman, talking to a woman, talking to a woman, talking to a woman. Um, and I say women, and I'm not going to say that the aggressor is male or female i'm just gonna say you're talking to a woman talking to a woman talking to a woman and you're making sexual windows you're flirting sexually you're mentioning sex all this other stuff and you put her in a position of she can't refuse that's also not consent we need to do a whole episode on consent but anyway i digress um where were we? Okay. More than 20% of Black women are raped during their lifetimes. This is a higher share than among women overall. So 20% of women are raped in their lifetimes. Black women were two and a half times more likely to be murdered by men than their white counterparts. So this is going into violence in general. And more than nine in 10 Black victims knew their killers. Black women also experience significantly higher rates of psychological abuse, including humiliation, insults, name-calling, and coercive control than do women all overall. 
And violence against black women can be seen going back into slavery, where we were raped by our masters, oftentimes in front of our spouses and families as a means to get them to submit or assert control. Even as slavery ended, black women have been fetishized by white men and subjected to violence. We're often referred to as the forgotten survivors of sexual assault. The struggle to protect black girls and women remains. Unfortunately, black women remain vulnerable to sexual violence due to what we call intersectionality, the systemic oppression black women experience based upon their race and their gender. These institutionalized practices and policies prevent their equitable enforcement because of what is known as the strong black woman archetype. This dangerous and single story told about Black women that uplifts their strength, perseverance, and survival and minimizes their emotional well-being. Tenderness, humanity, and Black women are rarely protected. All right, moving forward. How big is sexual assault a problem for all of us as a community? So sexual violence consequences are physical, like bruising and genital injuries, sexually transmitted infections, and pregnancy for women, and psychological, such as depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. The consequences may be chronic. Survivors may may suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder and experience reoccurring reproductive gastrointestinal cardiovascular, and sexual health problems. These can include arthritis, asthma, chronic pain, nightmares, and problems sleeping, migraine headaches, sexual problems such as pain during sex, and problems with the immune system. Like, when I read that, I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, migraines? Like, something as astute or like obtuse as because migraines are still such a mystery like where they come mm-hmm. from and why um so anyway migraines could be could lead back to a woman's sexual violence that has occurred in her past so i caution even my men folks that are listening to this you know i just want to caution everybody encourage everybody to be kind like you mm-hmm. never know what someone is going through but you also never know where someone's trauma has come from so yeah. Um, mm. Sexual violence is also linked to negative health behaviors. Sexual violence, sexual violence survivors are more likely to smoke, abuse alcohol, use drugs, and engage in risky sexual activity. You see that a lot. The trauma from ses- sexual violence may impact a survivor's employment. Um, in terms of time off from work, diminished job performance, job loss, or the inability to work. These issues disrupt earning power and have long-term effects on the economic well-being of the survivors and their families. Half of women who experienced sexual assault had to quit or were forced to leave their jobs in the first year after their assault. Total lifetime income loss for women is nearly $250,000 each. Can you imagine being a mom who's experienced sexual violence (laughs) and you got to go to work and imagine it happened, you know, at work and you can't work, but you got kids and mouths. 
Coping and completing everyday tasks after victimization can be challenging. Survivors may have difficulty maintaining personal relationships, returning to work or school, and regaining a sense of normalcy. Additionally, sexual violence is connected to other forms of violence. For example, girls who have been sexually abused are more likely to experience additional sexual violence and violence types and become victims of intimate partner violence in adulthood. Bullying perpetration, wait, bullying perpetration in early middle school is linked to sexual harassment perpetration in high school. And many women are forced to leave their homes to find safety because of violence. Research shows that half of all homeless women and children became homeless while trying to escape intimate partner violence. <clears throat> women with children may stay with an abusive partner because they fear losing custody and contact with their children. If you are sexually assaulted by the person you live with and you have children in the home, think about your children's safety too. Violence in the home often include, includes child abuse. Many children who witness violence in the home are also victims of physical violence. So, i.e. therefore, ergo, if mom is being abused, oftentimes so is the kid. And if the kid isn't being abused, then they're witnessing it. And that has its own traumatic effects. Mm -hmm. Sometimes violence against women ends in death. More than half of women who are murdered each year are killed by an intimate partner. One in 10 of these women experience violence in the month before their death. Mm. So let's talk about, go ahead, because you're about to say something. I'm just going to take a moment to like, everyone take a breath. Let's, let's take a breath. Let's take a deep a breath in. in. And out. Relax your shoulders. Relax your face. Relax the muscles in your face. Unclench your jaw. Yes. All of those things. All right. So moving into self-care in real life. So how can you advocate and prevent sexual violence before we go before we go into this section i'm sorry to interrupt just know that like you someone that intends you harm there's nothing you can do to prevent it right but you can attempt to keep yourself a little bit safer and that's where we cover here we're never going to tell you that you can stop them stop an attacker or an aggressor from because that's within them and that's their issue it is not your fault you didn't do it but there are ways that you could be safer. Um, and educating is number one. So that's what we're going to do here. All right. So the first thing to do is if you see something, say, th say something. Um, and we'll attach a comprehensive resources uh, collected by the DEA on violence against women. That'll be in our show notes um, in our website resources section. The next thing is the buddy system. Have a friend that you can talk to that also knows your emergency contact. So it kind of goes, I always think about like when we're walking alone, whether you're male or female, um, you know, be aware of where you are 
something that you can do is like keep someone on the phone. Don't talk to them, but like have them on the phone when you're walking, especially if you're on like a college campus walking at night. Um, you don't have to have like a full conversation because that's going to take away from your awareness, right? So just have the phone there like, hey, I'm going to call you and I'm just going to walk to my dorm. And then when I get there, I'll let you know. Then y'all can have a conversation when you get to where you need to go. Um, that's just something that I was thinking about. Because um, you can remember vividly walking at night on a campus and it just looks like something can jump out the bushes in a minute and somebody can come and just snatch you up sometimes, you know. Y'all got to be aware of your surroundings. And like, even when you're walking to, like we said, this can happen when you're going to the grocery store. Be aware of your surroundings. Y'all stop being on, keep your phone, don't be keeping your phone in your hand and looking down the entire time. Look around you. Even if you got an earpiece in, like keep one open so you can have an ear open to what's going on around you. Yeah, I was going to say just that. Like, I know that the trending thing in um, tech is to have noise-canceling headphones. You got noise-canceling earbuds now. But that's also dangerous. So Yes, and I was going to say, so I have, uh, I have a pair of earbuds, and they have an awareness mode. And what it does is it turns on all the noises outside that you can hear. So you don't have to be listening to music, but you can still have it in your ear and hear everything that's going on around you. Still a little buffer, but you can... Uh, that's a way to keep awareness and you don't have to like noticeably take the earbuds out. So yeah, be aware y'all. Uh-huh. So if you've been physically or sexually assaulted or abused, know that it is not your fault. Getting help for assault or abuse can help prevent long-term mental health effects and other health problems. All those problems we talked about earlier, all those effects it's probably the best to go ahead and report it when it happens. Now, I understand that, you know, sometimes you're just in shock. <coughs> That's okay. You got to, you know, you have to process through those feelings. But ultimately, it's going to help you to be able to try to report anything that's happened to you. And if you just don't have the words, get somebody else to speak for you. Get somebody else to call and you can, they can just kind of, you know, guide you through it. Somebody that you trust. I can't I can't reiterate enough like being sexually assaulted is not your fault it's not your fault that you chose to go to the grocery store even if it is at midnight it's not your fault that you chose to walk home even if it is pitch black outside because any sexual activity is supposed to have consent so sexual assault is not your fault so please don't ever don't ever feel that way um definitely uh, no even victims of molestation like you were molested by someone took advantage of you because you didn't have the mental wherewithal, mm-hmm. not your fault. Um, if you were drunk or high or out of it or whatever, not your fault. You weren't even in the mental capacity to consent. So that's like double negative. Then equal the positive in this one. So just reemphasizing it is not your fault. <clears throat> Women in college who are sexually assaulted may be afraid to report the assault and continue their education because realize again intimate partner violence and or you know a lot of this violence occurs in your proximity so this person you probably know maybe have classes with it's really hard to try to report them and then just go on about your life like Mm -hmm. nah um but i want these women to know or 
even if you're a man, well, no, Title IX is specific to women. So um, I want you to know that there is a law on your side. Title IX law requires schools to provide extra support for sexual assault victims in college. So <clears throat> you get assaulted by someone in your class per that law, school's supposed to help you. So you could potentially get new classes. Um, I don't know what your school will do. I'm just making an example. Schools can help enforce no contact orders with an abuser and provide mental health counseling and school tutoring. Um, so you do not have to suffer fully, sis, right. um, or, or fella. Um, women who have experienced sexual violence or trauma may be suffering from PTSD, depression, or anxiety. Be kind. You never know what, the, what someone is dealing with. There are also individual resources per mental health conditions you may be suffering from. So if you have PTSD, you definitely can find a counselor to address that. If you're having depression, if you're having anxiety, you know, find your <clears throat> qualified professional that can help you. And please don't just turn to self-medicating. Right. So that's going to lead to all the drug and substance abuse that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, you can also see or refer a therapist. So if you are a victim of sexual assault, please seek a uh, therapy. If you know someone who was a victim, refer a therapist. You know, sometimes people don't take that help at the time that you offer it, but if you offer it, they can remember whenever they need it. Like, hey, she said I needed a therapist. I could use this therapist. Let me go check it out. Um, a mental health professional can help you cope with emotional concerns. A counselor or therapist can work can work you work with you to deal with your emotions in healthy ways, build your self-esteem, and help you develop coping skills. You can ask your doctor for the name of a therapist, or you can search an online list of mental health services. Learn more about getting and learn more about getting help for your mental health. And then you can, and then victims, and then victims of sexual assault can also talk for free with someone who is trained to help to help you through the National Sexual Assault Hotline over the phone, and that number is eight hundred six five six HOPE or four six seven three or eight hundred seven nine nine SAFE. That's eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three. <clears throat> Each one of us can help promote healthy and positive relationships that are based on respect, safety, and equality. And I'm going to go ahead and add to that point in consent. Like, you also need to be teaching your kids what consent is at an early age. Um, I see people go left with this. I do. Um, but consent, you know, should be something that you practice early, right? For example, you got your kid kid doesn't want to sit on uncle johnny's lap don't make them give your child that ability to consent or say no i don't want to sit on uncle johnny's lap because i feel like kids have a sixth sense that adults sometimes don't have mm -hmm. um and if that kid don't want to sit on uncle johnny's lap 
Uncle Johnny's probably gross. But even if Uncle Johnny isn't gross, give that kid that autonomy to learn to listen to their own instincts. Because when you're forcing kids to be nice to adults that they don't necessarily want to be nice to, this also puts your child in a vulnerable situation. And those key words the abuser uses, don't go tell your parents. Because you've shown your kid that they have to respect this elder but yet this elder turns around and abuses them so i will say teach your kids or teach your surrounding teach your household healthy and positive relationships that include boundaries that are based on respect safety equality and consent um you can also be an advocate by supporting nonprofits and other organizations like rain um, or National Sexual Violence Resource Center, um, which is NSVRC. These are national organizations. There is also a local domestic violence, sexual assault, you name it. There's also a local organization, I can promise you. Um, yeah. So to specifically support violence against Black women, become an informed ally, learn more about the relationship between colonialism and sexual violence. Consider reading more books by Black women scholars who are writing about the daily lived experiences of Black women, including sexual violence. So cite Black women is a good start. Or hashtag cite Black women. You can also center Black women in your advocacy. Contact your elected officials and share this data. Ask them what they are doing specifically to improve the sexual violence experienced by Black women. It may be helpful to explain how institutions contribute to gendered racism and ask them to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act. And finally, I already kind of mentioned it. You can support organizations that work on behalf of Black women in your area. This may require you to do some research, talking with Black women and allowing them to tell you what they need. But I will take this opportunity to say not just black women, but this is where you can help your LGBTQ um, or just women in general <clears throat> support those local organizations that are supporting women who may encounter, I'm sorry, not just women, people who may be, who may encounter sexual violence. And that's it y'all. This was a tough one, but we needed to let y'all know because we said we was giving y'all self-care in real life. Here mm-hmm. you go. There you go. Giving y'all the tools to be able to begin to, um, you know, prevent as much as we can, because we know that some things are just out of our control anyway, as much as we can prevent this from happening, especially with our children, just, you know, talking to them and letting them know what to expect and what to look out for. Like you said, those keywords, making sure that we're giving the kids the proper terms of their, uh, private parts their genitalia yes and let them know like if somebody says don't tell your mama tell me run run and tell me me real quick because you know that's going to prevent something and like you said if uncle johnny is being gross the kid hopefully the kid will be comfortable enough with you to tell you that something ain't right right and we know people are honest I didn't want to make this episode three hours long, but like, 
black folks, like we need to have more conversations in our families because we know Uncle Johnny ain't right. We know he ain't right, but no one ever says anything and you just be like, oh, don't leave the babies alone, Uncle Johnny. Well, why not? Say what it is. Call the thing a thing. Mm -hmm. I think that we have to, you know, these relationships and these people that we love, we have to be willing to have some tough conversations sometimes. So that is my hope with this podcast episode is that we, you can begin, listen to this and then begin to have these conversations with your family, come up with safe words, have, you know, uh, safety plans, have all that stuff in place so that at least your children and maybe even your partner, they know how to communicate when necessary. Right. Because oftentimes, um, people who commit this violent act, it's because they want control. They are in a, they're in a position of control. They want to exert their control and their, their control over you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if it can isolate you from your family, that's a way of controlling you. If they know that you don't talk to your family, y'all don't have that type of relationship like that. If they know that you go out alone every night at 12 o'clock, you know what I mean? Like people want to take advantage of you. These people take advantage of you. So make sure you're having these open conversations. Let people know where you're going. We've gotten into the it's just me or, you know, we want to be so independent and this isn't just black women. This is, this is teenagers. We want, we get to a point where we're so independent. Nah, let somebody know where you are. Have that location on, share your location with friends. Um, y'all go to parties, y'all came together, y'all leave together. I realize that that's not a thing that these new generations do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they go and they find somebody and they gone. <laughs> like... I'm just nah. like, yeah. I have been called the B word so many times because like girl code, like if we go together, we leave it together. Mm-hmm. So I will cock, I will cock block for my girls. If they make the facial expression, like he getting on my nerves or he in the way, or I'm uncomfortable. Here mm-hmm. I go. I can't, hey, mm-hmm. you know the way. What? Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather us be safety in numbers or I'd rather like just nah, like, uh-uh. okay, enough, enough. <laughs> no, it's necessary to talk about. All right, y'all. So that's what we have for y'all today on our stats and realities about sexual assault. So I hope that y'all will take heed to what we're saying, you know, kind of, Take in the stats that you've learned today. Even me, I've learned some new things. Um, and just kind of be aware of your surroundings and aware of what other people may be going through. If you right. pick up on something on your friend, you know, pull her aside because, you know, it's hard to get them away from it. If they're getting, being sexually abused or assaulted, it's hard to get them away from their abusers most of the time because they ain't going to want them to be around other people. But just be like very observant, I guess. Like be observant, especially of your friends and family. You can tell when something's off. Mm-hmm. And that's when you can like slide internet links to her for a therapist or slide, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, be a friend. That's really what the big takeaway of this. Have these mm-hmm. conversations, be a friend. Definitely. All right, y'all. So this is a good podcast to share with your circle so y'all can have these conversations. Um, Be your friend. Share it to your friends. 
Share it in your group chats. Share it in on your social medias, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff, whatever. Share it wherever you can. Um, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that stuff, all of that. And don't forget to rate and review. We are on all major podcast platforms. That means that you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for us. Five stars, please. Let them know how much we are um, informing y'all with the information you need to know. And um, on Spotify, you don't even have to do that. Just hit five stars. That's it. So we can grow this podcast community. This is how we are seen in the podcast world. So do that for us. We will greatly, greatly appreciate it. And share share your thoughts with us. We, we post about this. We post our clips and all that stuff to Instagram and YouTube. Just share your thoughts with us. We want to hear from y'all. And we love to talk to y'all. So that's it. And um. Sis, I just want you to take care of yourself this week. With all of this in mind, please be aware of your surroundings because I want you back here next week so we can go again with another podcast episode. (laughs) And you take care of yourself. Listen, I didn't cuss, okay? (laughs) Because... We got a clean episode. Well, I didn't cuss. Um, and I just want everybody to know. Um, but yeah, uh, Kiki, I want you to have a great week. I want you to be safe. Um, and don't let them people with all they sending stuff back and forth and month in closeouts, end of the year, tax season, whatever it is that you actually do. Oh, I don't, don't do taxes. Let- thank God. Okay. Thank God. Yeah, I don't do taxes. <laughs> So that's all we got for y'all. Just remember to keep continue taking care of yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, professionally, all of those things. And we will talk to y'all next week. Bye.